Welcome to the Ben Wait Podcast, where we are bridging the gap between able-bodied and disabled people through real talk and real conversations from a wheelchair. Now, here's your hosts, Luke and Chris. Yeah, for sure. Just getting off of work. What are you working at? So I do sales with a uh, home advisor. Um, so that's something I just started recently, but um, I'm currently working with plantation fire department. So I do volunteer firefighting. Um, I'm also back in school. I'm doing EMT. So I'll be done with that next week. So I'm excited. Dang, so congratulations, man. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. I'll be done. Um, I got my final Monday and then we got practicum Friday. And then after that, I'm done with that. And then I'm going to apply for Miami Day uh, Fire Department for full time. You go here in Miami? Yeah, I'm down. Well, I'm down. I'm down. I live in Plantation. Okay. It's like maybe 20 minutes from Fort Lauderdale, but okay. I live like maybe 30, 35 minutes from Miami. Oh, that's so, what's up. Yeah. That's cool, that's man. What made you get into all that? All that stuff. So after I was playing ball, um, you know, like I retired, like I played with the Globe Trotters, and then like you know, I had my son, and then it was like all the, the, the traveling. It took a lot of time away from them. So it was like, you know, I didn't really get to spend time with my family. And then it was like, after I retired, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Because like, <laughs> it was like all this life. So it's like, what am I going to do? And I've, I've always ran into firefighters. They was like, yo, give it a shot. Like, you, you'll love it. They have a schedule where they work like 24 hours and then they all 48 hours. So I was like, yo, I would love that schedule. So it was like... Um, when I and then when I moved to plantation, they had a volunteer program where they put you through the fire program for free. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot. And man, ever since I started, like I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I feel that. That's, what's that's up, awesome, man. man. That's awesome. Do something that you want to do and be passionate about. So no I kidding. like that though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So but I, I just want to say thank you again for being on coming on and, and talking with us, bro. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. Like, when when I got the message, I was like, you was like, yo, you can come. I was like, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. This was my guys. <laughs> for real, because we had some cool dudes on, and, you know, they always, you know, pretty much say, Rico, you know, and, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I'll reach out to him, man. You know, <laughs> we had uh, McClellan, McClellan, my same thing. Steven? Yeah, yeah. I'll try to say his last name, but I can't. <laughs> How am I say his last name? Yeah, him, Bryce. Uh, Glaze. Yeah, we had Glaze on. We had uh, Bryce. So, you know, we're going to hit up the whole basketball team, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's been fun, though, man, for real, though. So, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show um, and all that good stuff. So, You good? I'm good. I'm looking at you. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I feel like it. All right, then. Shoot. So why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? And then we'll just <laughs> jump into it, I guess. All right. Um, Larika's Cunningham. Uh, many of you guys know me by Rico. Born and raised in Georgia. Went to college, Lee University. Played a couple years professional basketball overseas. Played a couple years of Globe Charters. And here I am today, working with the fire department. That's what's up. That boy can jump off the chair. You still can jump like that, though? You still jump like that? Of course, you know that's what you can lose. Like <laughs> that's, that's what's up. So, what part of Georgia are you from? Here? 
I'm from a small city called Royston, Georgia. Very small town. Like yeah. nearest Walmart. We talking 35, 45 minutes. Oh man. Mm. So you got a plan to go there. You just can't <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Yeah. It's not no, it's not no, oh, I'm just gonna wake up today and go to Walmart. Right. I need a whole list. <laughs> if it ain't 10 out 10 items on the list, I'm not going. Right. It ain't worth it. I feel that. So how far is that away from Atlanta? I'm about an hour and fifteen. Okay. Did you go home? Did you used to visit there like growing up and stuff like that? Yeah, I had a lot of family that moved out there. So as I was growing up, I kind of got that exposure with going to see my family when I would get a chance to visit. That's what's up. I'm from Maryland, so going out to Atlanta was like a whole different thing for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different world. I love it, man, but I just love the South, but it was like a whole different world. See, them cars on like 35-inch tires, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah, man, and it was crazy back then. That's when it, like, back then, everybody wanted the big tires on the little car. The yeah. tires cost more than the car. Right. Yeah. Two little cutlass. Two <laughs> <laughs> little 85 cutlass or something. <laughs> that was, that was, that was tough, though. So, um, so we know you can play basketball. So I'm going to ask a couple basketball questions. Like, so when did you fall in love with basketball? Um, just, just growing up, um, when I was growing up, you know, in a small town, like you don't really have much. So it was like, as I grew up with my cousins, like everybody close, like we all played basketball. So sports were really big in our family. Mm -hmm. Um, like we, like when I'm telling you, we used to play on a dirt road, like gravel, mm -hmm. you make a move, you slip and fall. Like <laughs> we were, we were, we were hardcore with it. And as, as I grew up, I, I, I fell in love with ball, but it was like, I always wanted to play. And then it was like, but I never played organized ball into high school. Okay. So it was like, I got to high school. I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot. Like all my friends play. I want to be where all my friends are. Mm -hmm. Ninth grade, I'm like five, six, five, seven, small. I go trial. The coach was like, oh, you're not gonna make the team. Like you ain't big enough. I was like, yo, like what you mean? Like, I wanted it so bad. Um, so that summer, uh, going into 10th grade, I hit a growth spurt. I come back the next year, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Dang. Oh, got you. <laughs> so, I, so I hit a crazy growth spurt. And I could always jump. But it was like, now I got I got the height. I got the length. And 10th grade, they were like, oh, come trial. I was like, no, y'all cut me. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to play on no team. I don't want to. <laughs> and then like one of my one of my good high school friends was like um so i didn't play 10th grade i played rec league instead okay so i'm playing rec league averaging like 40 50 points i was like killing rec league my friend was like yo please he was like i'm begging you just come try it one more time so i was like all right i'll go to camp with you guys and if i enjoy it i'll continue so i went to camp uh, they put me on like the like they took four teams. So I started out on like the worst team of the four. Okay. Had like 30. The coach called the next coach. He was like, yo, we gotta move them up. <laughs> I go to the next one, drop like 20. They were like, yo, we gotta move them up. <laughs> so then they moved me to like the second team. Had another good game, like 20 something. And then camp ended. So then we go. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll continue to play with the team. So we're practicing. First game of the year come around, they were like, yo, you gonna start varsity? I was like, let's go. 
So, so it was a huge turnaround from like not even making the team and then just proving myself that, you know, I need to be there and why I need to be there. And I hit the ground running since then. That's what's up, man. And so what ended up leading you to Lee? Like, it was crazy. Um, I went to JUCO. So I went to JUCO straight out of high school. I only had like one or two offers. And I, w- I chose Rome State Community College, which is in Harriman, Tennessee. So I went there, played my first year, then I registered my second year. And then my third year, um, I played there. Well, sort of, it was like freshman, and then I redshirted. So I was a sophomore, redshirt sophomore. So I played, and I, I remember walking in my sophomore year, and like I had this big trash can like bag in front of my in front of my locker. I was like, what is this? And it was nothing but letters from like D2, D3, NAIA, like you name it. I had so many letters from so many different schools and like trying to focus on basketball, school, and then your recruiting, like, man, it's nuts. So I remember, like, I remember going through my phone. I had over 150 coaches in my phone. Oh, man. It was was nuts. And it was like, like, I had basically every D2 in, in the country. I had a few D1s and I was just like, and I had a lot of NAI. Mm. So as the recruitment process was going on, and I'm still like, we're still in the middle, middle of the season. I told my coach, I was like, all right, I got to narrow it down. Mm. So I remember Coach Sanders coming out to a game. He spoke with me and he was just like, yo, you know, like we, we really want you to come on a visit. Lee University, you know, it's, it's in Cleveland. It's not too far from here. Like, come check it out. And I was like, all right, I'll definitely come check it out. He was showing me pictures and everything. And I remember, I'll never forget the visit. Like, I come on a visit. Of course, they showed me love. Like, and the campus was amazing. And it was like, from the recruiting, from the day one with recruiting with them, it wasn't about basketball. Mm-hmm. It was more about, like, like, when he called me, like, oh, hey, how was your day going? How was school? Like, how was life? It wasn't like a recruiting process. It was like, yo, have you made your decision? What school are you going to go to? Like, yeah. it was never that with them. Like, they never called me. It was just like, yo, have you made a choice? Like, he called me. He was like, look, whenever you make a decision, we'll be waiting. He was like, we got a spot for you. We're going to hold it until you make a choice. Like, yeah. you, that spot that we have for you is not going anywhere. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, yo, like, I feel loved. Like, I actually feel like they want me for me, not just like, all right, this is another person that we got to have because he's great and he's just going to make our, like, yeah. it was just, all right, this is a great person. We want him to be a part of our family. And like the basketball is the moment, yeah. 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 And it, that, that would make my choice so much easier. Because it was like, I remember going on other recruiting trips and it was just like, why would you want to go to this school? Because they don't have this, this, and this. Like, they're basically trying to compare why I shouldn't go and try to talk bad about other schools. And I'm just like, like, that's not what it like. You got to show to me that you want me because of me. Like, you don't want yeah. like, And it's like, I don't want you to bad my another school just so it's going to help you get me because that's not how I work. Yeah. Right. So that's basically how I ended up at Lee. And I was happy with that choice. That's what's up, man. I know we um, we was talking with, uh, with Steven and we was talking about like that time frame was like the hypest. Like Lee basketball, like oh, when y'all playing, like we were out there, like every home game. Like you got a class, now you go to that class. I'm going to get there. <laughs> you know, we love watching y'all play. Like talk about like that experience, just like with the 
with, with playing in that time frame. Like, because, bro, when you rose up, man, like, the whole gym was like, Ugh. oh. Like, like, yo, it was, it was crazy because, like, I remember, I remember them telling me, like, I remember we went to practice and it was like, yo, the first game, they was like, we play against Temple. So they got us like practicing with like noise in the, in the like like the speakers. They turned the speakers up. I'm like, yo, this game is not gonna be this crazy. I was like, I don't know why they gassing it like this. Ain't nobody coming to no NAIA game like this. And I remember like the girls was playing, and then I look out and I was like, oh, it's halfway full. I was like, man, they they said it was gonna be packed to the roof and all this. And I remember our game about to start, and I come out the, I come out the hallway. And it was people like on the floor. They were all the way up to the ceiling. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> and then I remember, so we in warm-ups laying it up. And I remember talking to like Jarrell and Ted. And I was like, yo, this game gonna be live. We get the plan. And I remember they drop a play. And like I'm coming off a screen and I'm going back door and Tyler throw it up. And I just go up. In that whole gym, like if you couldn't hear anything, I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like yeah, the atmosphere was... is like no other. Like, yeah, that's the truth, man. Like I remember we were telling Stephen that how like nobody believed me. Like when I went back home, people that went to bigger universities, nobody believes you that that place was like insane, dude. It was like just you can't even describe it, man. It was like. <laughs> It wasn't as big as a D1 arena, but that, that energy was there. Like, yeah, we had that energy. We had the type cool, of man. It was something to see, for real. It was like, everybody got along that day. <laughs> Somebody like, now let's put it on hold. We're going to watch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, um, so who, who did you ride with? Who was your best friends on the team? Um, so me and Ted, uh, we was roommates. Yeah. Uh, we had it all day one. Like. Right. That like that's my boy. That like that was my guy. Like from day one. Like yeah, yeah. I met him. We got an apartment, and it was like just it was me and Ted to the like, like and it was like I got close with everybody. Like I had like my own relationship with everybody on the team because you know like I was a quiet person, but it was like I also had that that connection with everybody. Like like it was just like like I said like it was like a family. So it was like it was like no matter who on that team. You could call any one of them, and they yeah. would be no matter what. That's what's up. I like that. Yeah, I, um, I used to see Ted like because I follow him on Instagram. I don't even know if he's still on there. I haven't seen him in a while, but I, I like to. I like watching him play too. I might have mm-hmm. to hit him up to see if he want to get on there. <laughs> Ted would definitely. Yeah, Ted would definitely. He he like um I t- I talked to him not too long ago. He just had two. Tw- he had some twins. Oh, for real? Yeah. Girls, yeah. Oh, wow. Shoot, congratulations. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> That boy, yeah. Well, yeah, so I, think, yeah, I may have to hit him up, but outside of basketball, like, how was Lee for you outside of basketball? It was a big, it was definitely a culture shock for me mm-hmm. because growing up small town, um, I wasn't, like, a spo- exposed to a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I grew up in Royston. I didn't really go out to state, so I didn't see you. So, like, that culture was definitely different. Like, you know, you got people coming in from Bahamas, Jamaica, like, yeah. other, like you know what I'm saying? It's from all over the world, England. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was like that That culture was definitely different. 
And then, you know, it been a Christian school. Like, I wasn't as big on it then. So it was like, you know, my focus like, yo, I'm here to play ball, mm-hmm. go to school so that I can keep playing ball. <laughs> it's like, yo, you can't play ball unless you go to chapel. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They're like, yo, you got to go to chapel two times a week. And I'm just like, yo, I, I, y'all didn't tell me all this. So it, was like, it, was, it was definitely a big, a big, like, you know, a big change for me. But it also helped me get exposure to, you know, to learn different things, get closer to God and stuff like that. So, you know, Lee definitely helped me see a lot of things, like, and, you know, bring the perspective that, you know, I never thought outside of ball. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. And did you end up graduating? Yeah, I did. So I, I ended up leaving early. So I left early. So I was finished in 2011. I decided to go play ball. And then um, they wrote me, they wrote me an email. It was like, hey, your major is going to change. And if I only needed like a semester. And there was like, you don't come and do the semester at least. When you come back, you're going to need an entire year instead of semester. Mm. So I decided to sit out um, 2012, um, I want to say the fall. And then I ended up graduating uh, 2013. So no, I sat out 2013 in the fall from basketball and I graduated in December uh, 2013. And what did you end up graduating with? I got a human development with a business emphasis. So I can do like, you know, like HR work. Um, I can do work with like kids, stuff like that. That's cool. Um, And then, you know, with the business emphasis, you know, they put that on anything these days. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. I got you. So I know you said you played overseas. So where did that begin? Where did that journey begin outside of league? Like as far as going um, overseas? So um, the first thing I did once I left Lee, um, I went to I, I went to a trial, a D-League trial. When I, I tried out, they were like, yo, we're definitely going to put you in the draft. Draft night comes around. I got drafted like fourth pick to uh, Tulsa 66ers at the time. Mm-hmm. They flew me out. Um, they had like a trial for one, they needed one spot and they needed a big, so I didn't understand why they drafted me, but I played. So I was like, all right, I'll just do whatever I need. <laughs> um, I didn't make the team. Um, at the time, my agent, he was like, all right, like he was like, we'll just try to find you something else. But I had made a friend in Texas, Jeremy Hart, and he was actually in Mexico at the time. He was like, yo, we need another player. He was like, are you free? This was around December. And I was like, yeah, like I was like, I just got cut, so I don't got nothing. <laughs> he was like, yo, all right. He was like, I'm going I'm to call you tomorrow, and I'll let you know. So he talked to the team he was on, and they, they contacted me. They was like, oh, you know, where are you at? I, I explained to them where I was at. I was in Florida at the time. And they were like, all right, we're going to book your plane ticket tomorrow. Pack your bag, get ready. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I go out to Mexico. Um, first time really – out of the country, mm-hmm. like, you know, and like they, they started, it was like January, I got there and they were like, you know, it's four months, four months left to the season. So I was there from January till about, I want to say almost May, it was April, but uh, go out there playing. Um, it was a bit, definitely a big culture shock. And, you know, like you go and nobody speaks English. So it's like you got one translator 
And then if he's not around, you got to try to figure out like, you know, what they're saying. And then they're trying to, you know, so it was, it was a big change. Um, but we ended up playing, uh, we got put out in the first round of the playoffs and then the summer came around and summer, I was just training, getting ready for the next season. Uh, next season started up in September. So I got a call around August, um, from my agent. He was like, Hey, Japan, they're looking for a player. You want to go You give it a shot? I was like, of course, like, you know, I'm, I'm still new. So it was like, I'm trying to get as much exposure as I can. Head over to Japan. I played. Uh, the team ended up having like money issues at the time. Mm-hmm. So around like I, I made it from I was there from I want to say late August till about January, February, when they really just completely ran out of money. I was like, all right, I gotta go. Like I'm not gonna play for free. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. So I left there. Went back home and then at the time I was getting ready to train uh, the team in Mexico that I went to originally called me back. They were like, yo, we got a season that's about to come up. This is like a summer season. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, if you want to come, you can bring a player with you. So at that time I, I called Ted. I was like, yo, Ted, <laughs> I can go back to Mexico but they were like, I can bring anybody I want. Do you want to play? And he was like, yeah. So, of course, they flew us both out to Texas, picked us up at the border, and we drove down. And, like, we made it all the way to the championship and lost in the championship. Oh, oh man. Yeah, so, I thought there was going to be, like, we dominated. <laughs> yeah, we killed, like, me, like, me and Ted together, we mm. killed. But oh, I bet team, you were jumping all over him, bro. Man, For real. The team that we the, it's crazy. The team that we lost to in the championship was my boy that brought me down originally. Oh so he went to another team <laughs> and they ended up winning the championship with them. And I was just like that it, like it was just crazy how, how it turned out. And and then at that time I, you know, I went back home. Um and then at the time, um we were getting ready to have a baby. So I was like, all right. So what do I want to do here? Like, we're about to have a baby. Like, I got school. So I took the semester off, went back to school. And then in January, I left and went to Saudi Arabia. And that was a big culture shock. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I bet. the craziest, like, it was the craziest thing I ever saw. But I enjoyed it. It was definitely an experience for me. Mm-hmm. I went there and played. Um, I played for... Like when I got there, the team was like one and eight. Oh. Um, when I got there, we we were we were like we had won five and lost three. So when I got there, big turnaround. We were one game away from missing the playoffs. Like I turned to be like big turnaround. That's what's up. <laughs> um, I was getting ready to leave there, and another team they were starting a tournament where they could have two Americans because when the season starts, it's only one American per team. Mm. But then they have a tournament where it's two. And another team was like, yo, we want to add you to our team. So I ended up going from the worst team to the number one team in the league. <laughs> so it was crazy. Um, we lost, we lost in the semifinals. Um, and then I ended up getting stranded there. Oh, dang. Yeah, it was man. My visa expired. And the team that I was with, they didn't want to pay the fine to renew my visa. 
So I was there about a month, like no ball, I was, no contract. I was just there in the room. Oh, man. Well, what was that like yeah. mentally? You got to take us through that. <laughs> For the first two weeks, you know, it's, it's going back and forth with the team. It's more like, yo, like, I got to go home to my family. Like, I want to go home. But they're like, all right, we'll 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 find out more information tomorrow. And they like they just they just kept saying that like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And it was like me and another guy. And we were like we we met it. I remember us meeting in the room and I was like, what are we gonna do? Like we can't go home. Like they had just made a new law to where like it's not like other countries where you know you don't have your visa, they kick you out of the country. It's more like, all right, you don't have your visa, we're gonna keep you here. Mm. So I was like. How can we, like, because if you don't have your visa, they won't let you leave. Like, you go to the airport, you can book a ticket, whatever you want, but they won't let you out. So I was like, how can we leave? So I remember he ended up calling, like, the U.S. Embassy that was over there, and we got them involved, and then they ended up reaching out to the team, and then they finally got our passports and everything taken care of. And it, it took a whole month. Like, oh, my God, this is the longest month of my life. I bet, man. That sounds stressful beyond belief. <laughs> Never get back home. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then, so I finally left there. Um, we, at the time, my son came in September okay. and I took off, I took off some time. And one of my friends, like, I didn't want to go back overseas because I didn't want to be too far away. Right. So one of my friends was like, yo, the Globetrotters is looking for dunkers. And I, he was like, it's in the States. They travel around the States. I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. I can do that. Mm -hmm. Sent a couple of my highlight videos out. And they called me like the next day. It was like, yo, we're going to fly you out to Vegas for a trial. I was like, all right, cool. I've never seen a Harlem Globetrotter game. I've never, like, anything. So mm -hmm. I fly out. We do a trial. We did a trial that morning at, like, 8 o'clock. So I did a trial. They were like, yo. Yo, you made the team. We want you to play tonight. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, so you want me to learn the show and play tonight? And they're like, yes. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't know it was scripted. I didn't know any of that. And so they're like, you know, the guys, they showed me, they guided me and everything. And like, it was a big difference to go from playing ball to doing a show. Yeah. Whereas like, it's not that competitive edge. So I played, I did that for two years. I enjoyed it. Um, I started to travel a lot. Um, I've been to almost every state in the United States. I went to over like 30 countries with them, like passport. <laughs> so like, and I mean, I enjoyed it. Like it was, a, it was a really like a big learning experience for me. Um, and then, like, I just decided, you know, like, all right, I'm going to hang up ball. Um, I want to be closer to my family. And it was just, like, a path of, all right, now that you don't have ball, like, you're basically in your prime. Like, I was, like, I wanted, like, let's see, four years ago, I was, like, 28. Like, I still got a lot in the tank. And I'm, and I'm walking away. So I walked away. Uh, we moved down here to Florida. And it was just like, from there, it's just been trying to figure out like what I want to do with myself and figuring out who I am without basketball. Yeah. And here I am today. That's what's up. So um, so how's fatherhood, man? Um, how's that been for you? 
It was it's great. Change. Like, it's definitely a change. <laughs> um, people like people take their time for granted. Like when you have a kid, it takes all the time. Like they take so much time, so much effort. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's an amazing thing, like to have someone that like, you know, from they start out so small and they just grow and grow every day. So that is definitely a blessing for sure. Are you one of the parents who's like taking pictures, catching, slow down, <laughs> stop growing? For sure, yeah. <laughs> I see them on, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, all type of laughing. <laughs> that's, that's funny, man. So I know you said, you know, you learned a lot traveling around all those different countries and states and whatnot, but what is... Uh, what would you say is like some of the most important stuff you've learned from that? Just being in all those different cultures, different environments. Um, I would definitely say like for me seeing like, it's very a humbling experience. Um, like I've seen people that, you know, aren't as humble and they're like the bragging type. And, and I've seen like everything stripped from them. Like I've seen people like have it all and they're just not humble. And I've seen them, like I've seen people lose it. Like I've seen people lose like careers because of basketball, um, get a torn ACL or like, you know, any type of injury and they just take everything from them. And to see like that life-changing thing for people, like it's a very humbling experience. Um, Also like in Mexico, I've seen people get killed mm. like so it's like you like it teaches you like life is short yeah. like of course you think you got all this time in the world to do whatever and it's like you're here today going tomorrow like so it's like I try to live I try to do as much as I can with the time that I do have so that way I live with no regrets there you go man I like that so that's what right I'm right trying here. to do shoot yeah. <laughs> real no doubt. And so I know you said you're about to be you're about to be done with being a paramedic, right? Uh, EMT. EMT. And then I'm, that's right. And then I'm going to apply for the fire fire department, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. probably try to go paramedic next. That's awesome. And so, what has that been like mentally, just making that transition? Man, it was draining. Like working eight eight thirty to five thirty, going to class six to nine, six mm-hmm. to ten. Um, and then it's like you got clinicals, you have all the stuff that you have to do on the side. And then it's like, you you know, with the pandemic going on, like my son goes to school from home. And it's like from him going to his mom's house, my house. And then it's, it's just like, it's, it's a lot. Like, you know, there's times where it is frustrating, but it's like, I just look at it as, you know, I'm so close to the, to the finish line that, mm-hmm. you know, can't give up now. Like, right. got to put it all to the, like, put it all down, give it all I got, and, you know, it'll all pay off. That's I it. Feel that. That's it. I've, I've seen too many people be so close to finishing something and just give up. I'm like, that's so much wasted effort. Like, definitely. You know, and then like you said, you don't want to live with any regrets or at least as few of them as possible, you know, some things we can't control. But, man, you're right. You can't quit. You can't give in. And you just got to push through. It'll be worth it in the end. You know, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people give up because they don't understand how close they are. Right. They don't, you know, um, like, yo, if you could have just waited just mm-hmm. just a little bit longer, you would have got it. Right. But, uh, you know, and 
I, think, I hate that, but yeah, I think like, that's one thing I've learned over the years, though, is like just when I was about to give up, boom, there the breakthrough comes, you know, yeah. or it's like, so you just got to keep hanging on. You got to keep fighting. You got to change your mentality just to push through. You got to push yeah. past the pain. Definitely. You know? Cause I know like being a fighter fighter and all that stuff, that's, that's not easy. It's not easy yeah. at all, but uh, it seems, it seems like it would be something interesting to so, pursue. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. You cool. <laughs> so this is a show about disabilities. So we want to hear your story, but we always kind of incorporate some type of disability. Uh, yeah. So do you know anybody in your life? Um, like outside of me and Chris that, when a wheelchair, like, did you have to deal with it growing up or at school or even now? I didn't really know a lot of people um, that had, like, you know, disabilities, yeah. like, growing up. But I've seen, like, you know, I like, of course, like, when you go to school, you see it from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, college, you see it. You know, everyday life, you see it. Like, you see somebody that has disabilities even with fire, fire department, like, you know, like even when I'm going to do like my rides, or I'm going to do stuff like you see, like I work with people with disabilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when like I look, I try to look at people with disabilities. It's like I don't try to treat them as if like, all right, we are everybody knows that you have a disability. Yeah. But it's like you don't I don't feel like you should like belittle them or look at them like, all right, they, they have this disability so they can't do anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at it like, you know, like if I see somebody that's trying to get in the door, you know, I help or whatever the case may be. But it's like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, all right, you can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you just make them feel like, all right, yo, like, all right, yeah, I may have this disability, but I'm not like stupid. Like, <laughs> I can still do some stuff. Like, and it's like, even when, you know, like there's, there was a time that I was, you know, doing my rise with EMT and the lady had a disability. And it's like, you know, like, I just talked to her, like, she's a normal person. Mm-hmm. I don't look at it like, oh, you know, you got this disability, so I got to treat you special. Like, no, like, they, re- I feel like people respect you more when you do have that level of respect for them. Yeah. And like I said, like, growing up, I didn't deal with that a lot. Um, I do know people that, you know, they had certain disabilities, but it's like, we still try to treat them as normal as possible so that, you know, they could have that experience that other people do have, even though they did have a disability. That's what's up. Now you're talking about like working and, and helping people with disabilities. Do you get trained? Cause I don't know, do you y'all have like some type of training for that? Yeah, yeah, so we do have like, you know, like even with class, like we, we just went over just this past week. Um, it was like people with special needs. So it's like, you know, like hearing aid or, you know, vision impaired or, you know, wheelchairs, stuff like that, cerebral palsy, stuff like that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that, you know, they teach us and train us to do. So if we do have to interact with certain things or like Down syndrome, stuff like that, they do give us that type of training to where, you know, like, you know, we will know how to deal with it if we're on the scene and have to deal with it. But it's like, but at the end of the day, it's like, if you just treat a person with kindness, you know, people yeah. can all tell when people are genuine. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just makes it so much smoother as a process. For right. sure, man. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's one of our biggest messages is if you just approach with understanding or like a willingness to understand instead of just assuming, you're going to yeah. be all right. Sure. You know, take the time to get to know somebody. Like you said, just talk with them. 
they'll let you know nine times out of 10, if they need something or what they're going to need from you, especially in your situation, you know, so. Yeah, that's yeah. I didn't get down the steps was a fire. They're going to be <laughs> suffering with that. I know it's a fire, but let me get down the steps by myself. I'm be like, nah, you need to pick me up out my chair. You got to go. <laughs> Well, they say you can't take the elevator, so you have to help me down. <laughs> so that's what's oh up. man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's man. so good, man. So I'm trying to. You lost your train of thought again? No, I, I'm trying to. I don't know what direction I want to go in. I got it. I got something. Right. So I know you said back in Lee. We're gonna go back down a little bit, but I know you said when you were back at Lee, you didn't really take your your faith, your spiritual life as serious. So is that something you're more, it's more centered in your life now? I wouldn't say more centered. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time where I did have to leave, take it a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get closer with God. You know, I did look at, you know, I, I took my time. I did read the Bible and stuff like that. But it was like, how I see things now, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not like, I'm not going to say and be like, oh yeah, I know everything. Like I'm, Mm-hmm. Like I'm all about God, da da da, because it'll be a hypocrite. Like mm-hmm. I do believe God is real. You know, I believe that if you don't do certain things or you don't live a certain path, that you know there is consequences to everything. Um, but I've I've also like the way I view things is like yeah, it's something that I do want to work on and get closer. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I always find an excuse to be like oh, I'm too busy or I have all these things, but it's like, those are things that I feel like you need to make more time for. And that's something that I definitely want to do in the upcoming like years or like days. I, I definitely wanted to, you know, build that faith up mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in my everyday life as well. That's good. I like I mean, that. I think that'd come too with helping people out and making an impact in their lives. Yeah. Like you see, you know, I, I work with customers and stuff like that at Walmart and they enjoy my company. I, I make an impact in their lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that will help me out, especially with my faith sometimes. Because sometimes, man, I struggle with my faith a lot sometimes because I just, I just question things all the time yeah. in my life. Like, I just, I don't take anything for faith, faith value anymore. Like, you can't just tell me blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm like, but why? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. why? <laughs> So it's like, I struggle with my faith because I do that, but mm-hmm. uh, to be a little bit more simple, like I'm still, do, I guess you could say doing God's work by making an impact in, in the world and, and, and with, with people, showing yeah. love to them. And right. I think that at the end of the day, that holds a lot of weight and value, so. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that because I feel the same way, like, like even when I moved down here, like, you know, going from like what people don't understand is Florida is like a totally different country. <laughs> Florida. Well, I remember when I first moved down here, like just smiling at people, opening the door, they just look at you like, like people don't say thank you, stuff like that. So it was like when I moved down here, it was like check, like, all right, this ain't Southern hospitality. Like I'm not in Georgia, Tennessee anymore. Like, and right. it was like, but it was like no matter how, like like how bad somebody's day is or what's going on. Like, I don't know what's going on in their life. So it's like, I'm not going to judge you. And it's like, right. and that's why I feel like a lot of people like, they're like, like a lot of the friends I have, like they, they love me. 
They're like, yo, like people don't even know me. And it's just like, yo, like you just seem like a good genuine person. It's just mm-hmm. like, that's just how I am and who I am because mm-hmm. how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Like I see people, oh, hey, how you doing? How was your day? Oh, I hold the door for someone or I smile. Like, and it's like, it's different for people because it's like, you know, they didn't have that or you don't know what they're going through. Somebody could have just had the worst day ever, but it's right. like, I don't know what, like, you know, I don't know what you're going through. So it's like, I try to treat people with, with as much respect as possible. And I feel like in my day-to-day life, you know, I try to help as much as I can. That's what's up. That's it, man. It's all about loving people. Showing you, know, Lee, you always had to smell like Lee, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> dump on your head and smell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. I just I don't know, man. That was just my favorite time. Is it twenty something? No, I'm like all right. So keeping it in the lead, like basketball, what was your greatest memory like that you can remember? Like on the court? Man, greatest memory on the court. I mean you can give a couple if you got a couple. Like Yeah, man, it was so <laughs> many. I remember we beat Mountain State at home. Yeah. When Steve well, yeah. hit that three. Yeah, we talked about that. Man, we talking about like it was like it was like a movie. Yeah. It was like we we came out of the timeout, we drew up a play, and it was like to watch it like just go down exactly how we drew it up, mm-hmm. and it was just like that 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 day was definitely nuts. And then you know I can't I can't forget all the times I dunked on everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember we were playing against we was playing against Free Hartman. Mm-hmm. And I was running up the court and Bryce just threw it ahead to me. Mm. And I caught it and I was like, yo, I'm going to try to dunk this no matter what. And I remember catching it and just going baseline. I did a pro hop and the guy just kept coming out like he just stood straight up. And I remember just going up and I was like, yo, I'm still going. <laughs> and, I just, Boom. and man, like everybody went crazy. I remember like, the ref blowing he the ref blowing the whistle. He was like, "And one." <laughs> yeah, pumped up. <laughs> and then it was like I remember like getting a call like a couple days later, and my friends was like, "Yo, you was just on ESPN," and I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah I that, remember. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, "Man, that was like that was it was an amazing film just to like like because it's like you know everybody grow up watching ESPN like you know mm-hmm. it's something you, you want to be on, but to actually." To get there is very hard. Yeah. And it was like to to be like, yo, I made ESPN. Like that's that was that was really big for me. That's what's up, man. It seemed like basketball really helps you out in your life, and like it was great, man. You got to experience a lot of things with basketball and a lot of moments. Yeah, man, for sure. Basketball took me far. But the good thing about it, you actually let it do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's good. I, I like that. I think the biggest thing, though, is just your humility with it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize you had a gift, and yeah, you know, you go as far as it'll take you, but you never let that get the best of you. Not saying you didn't struggle with stuff, but your humility has really carried you through and mm-hmm. I think yeah, enabled so. you to transition into what you're doing now. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people get stuck. They don't know what to do when stuff wraps up or stuff doesn't go their way. But you're definitely uh, doing something big for sure. Yeah. That's what's up. So, any more questions? Nah. So we gonna we got a couple uh, wrap up questions that we like to ask people. Let's get it. Um, you're a basketball player, so I I need your top five all time. Oh man. And, and a current 
top five in the current top five. So out five all time. No order. No order. Nah, you don't need to order. Well, I said if LeBron's number one, no order. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no order. Got to go. You got to go. Kobe. Shaq. Okay. Bron. Jordan. That fifth. That fifth is hard. It's tough. I got to go AI. Mm. I, I like that. I like that. Got it. Like top five. That's yeah. I would definitely say that's my top five of all time. Current right now, gotta go Brian. Mm-hmm. KD. Okay. Uh, Give me, I would go A D. Got to give me Anthony Davis. Um, right now, then I would go Steph. Like you, like without having like he has no team, you can <laughs> stop him. Yeah, like it is nuts. And then you got to go like James Harden. Like I know, like he had his little little patch. But it's like without KD and Kyrie, he carried that team till I want to say like nine and one. Mm-hmm. Without them, like that's crazy. He's good, yeah. Yeah, dude can hoop. Yeah, that's he's playing point, especially when he runs it. Oh yeah, he runs that point, let him run it. it does. Yeah. But my favorite player ever, Vince Carter. There you uh, go. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Man, man I remember when he first came to the league too, man. That boy. Doing his thing. Man, I so, man. Vince Carter was really what made me pick that ball up. <laughs> <laughs> so you got all your motivation from him, huh? For sure. And I had to bounce, so I was like, that's it right there. What you think about like Chase McGrady? Like uh man. no injuries, T Mac. Ain't no telling what T Mac would have went with. Like man, I, I still wish that we could see him and Greg Hill and uh, with the Magics, man. Oh my god. And in and, and kept Shaq. Yeah. Oh, that would have been if, yo, they would have been a monster in the East. Yep. Like they would have <laughs> ran. No doubt. Cause Grant Hill, yo, people don't realize how good Grant Hill was. Like he was LeBron before LeBron. Like he Grant was all. He had <laughs> Uncle you and yeah. he that shot. Yep. Like he was a beast. Like, I don't know. I I wish we could see that team though. So what is your favorite team? I don't really have a favorite team. I just follow LeBron. Yeah, see. God, we go. Dude, all right. We're... Next question. Let's get better say the blind witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't tell me listen to skip. No. <laughs> uh, nah, like uh he's funny. I'm not I'm not a LeBron fan. Like I I grew into like enjoying watching him play. Yeah. But like he be making arguments sometimes, and I'm like, bro, you reach yeah. it. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I'm a LeBron fan, but it's like I'm like one of those LeBron fans where I'm like, yo, he wrong, he wrong. Like, yeah. he be on the court crying. I'm just like, bro, what are you crying about? Like, come on, like let's go down the court and play. Right. 
I mean, just come down the next play and run somebody over. Like, there you go. You're like, all right, bet. I got yeah, something. Like, I got something. Uh, you don't want to call it? Say less. I'm going to come yeah. down. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I guess I got to bear somebody. So, I mean, he's that big. You do it. So, what, all right. So, you're LeBron fan. What's your favorite LeBron like? Cleveland, Miami, or Laker LeBron? I would say when he went back that first year to Cleveland. Okay. He was more on a mission to win them that championship than anything. Like when he went back, it was like, all right, like all bets off. Like, yeah. and it was more like he 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 was shooting. He like he did it all. Like he post he wanted to post up. Like it was more like his game started to become complete. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he went down to South Beach and won a championship. So now he knew, like, you know, he kind of had like the pieces put together. But it was like when he went back to Cleveland, it was like everything was kind of complete. Yeah. I definitely feel that. He was. I like watching him now because I feel like he has more fun playing now. Um, yeah. More than anything, just not having nothing to prove, which he doesn't. I'm not a LeBron fan, but yeah, he doesn't have anything to prove. Nothing. Uh, so I do enjoy watching him play now. Yeah. So, um, that's about it. So we're gonna move on because uh, he, he loves LeBron. Let me say nice things about LeBron. <laughs> At least you're in the shed, a shed shop. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> nah, Shannon, Shannon sees no wrong. Like, yeah. That's the that that's like that like my basketball mindset won't let me just <laughs> perfect. No. Like, oh man, I gotta turn this off, man. so you got five people dead or alive that you can eat dinner with who are they five people wow y'all boys got some great questions right (laughs) I would definitely say my uncle Uh, my uncle Tracy was definitely like one of the biggest like people in my life growing up um he died when I was like in ninth grade okay. and it was like like basically I did everything with him growing up and like even like like I wanted to say like before he died like it was more like you know like I would get in trouble at school like little stupid stuff and like I kept getting in trouble with like dumb stuff and it was like when he died it kind of like changed everything for me like my life like I didn't get in trouble in school no more. Like I try to avoid like all stupid stuff. So he would definitely be one, number one for sure. Um, man, y'all boys is tough. <laughs> that uh, my mom would definitely have to be at the table for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely molded me into the man I am today. Hardworking lady, wouldn't be here without her. Mm-hmm. Um, three more. And then I have a cousin. Uh, he's a, he's still alive, mm-hmm. but he was very big in my life. Like there were times where I wanted to turn and do some bad things, and he was just like, "No." Like mm-hmm. it was like I don't know. Like it was like this guy came out of nowhere every mm-hmm. time. Like. It was like every time I was thinking about doing something bad, he was just like, no, what you need? Like, yeah. It was crazy. Because yeah. it was like I wanted to do so much stupid stuff. And he was just like, you need money? Is that the problem? All right. 
and then he would just send me money. Like, and it was yeah. like, and it's like, I, it was just like he always knew. So that would that would definitely um, be. Um, and then I would definitely say Martin Luther King. Like, I would just love to like pick his brain. Yeah. Uh, you know, see, you know, like, you know, like to just hear, you know, like what went through his mind, like, you know, with all that going on, like, mm-hmm. you know, what made him push to try to make that change. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out here that they're afraid of change. Yeah. And it's like that type of change that, you know, like, you know, that you put your life on and, and like on in, in like in danger every day. So it's like, you know, what? Like, what made you push through that, even knowing that, you know, at any day you could walk outside and somebody just. Yeah. So, definitely. And then put Bill Gates at the table. Like, bro, how did you teach me your ways? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> teach me how to get there. I heard that. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, next question is. What is your greatest fear in life? And then what is your, I just blanked out. What is your uh, your greatest accomplishment so far? My greatest fear would definitely be just being a disappointment, you know, to the people that, you know, that I do care about, uh, the people that love me. Like, I, like, I'm such a like people pleaser pleaser. So it's like, you know, like, you know, I I definitely don't want to be a disappointment, you know, my son, my wife, I just got married over the weekend. So congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Yes, sir. So it's like, you know, the people that I love, like, you know, just, you know, I don't want to be a disappointment to them. You know, like when I do leave this place, like, you know, I want to know that I did everything I could for the people I did care about. And Greatest accomplishment. I'm going to say. Hmm. I would say after I get this this job with the fire department, I got to speak it into existence. Like I, that's going to be one of my biggest accomplishments because like over the past two years, like I've set my mind to it like i haven't given up like of course i have a hell of a hell of a support system like my wife like bro like i'm out in and out night day you know so it's like once i do get that and become full-time and i feel like i'll be able to help so many people in life you know with the knowledge i have and like you know like even now like if i see something you know if something did happen i could help people like I don't have like any problems where if I, you know, I walk into, you know, into a car accident or something like that, where it's like, oh, you know, what can I do to help? So it's like, I feel like once I do cross that bridge, well, when I do cross that bridge, that would be one of my biggest accomplishments. That's what's up. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I guess just to kind of wrap things up, what do you want people to take away from this conversation? Um, definitely be humble. Um, like I said, like you got people out there that, you know, that struggle day-to-day life. You don't know what everybody's going through. Um, like somebody could like just lost their job. You don't know, like treat everybody with respect, disabled, not disabled. 
um you don't know what everybody goes through like everybody has something that's you know that they're thinking about or somehow having a bad day but it's like life goes on like you can't live in that negative mindset um because like i've been down to where you know no money uh, no place to stay but it's like i could have stayed there and just been like oh like what am i gonna do could have just felt sorry for myself but no i turned my life around and picked it up like any you put your mind to it you can do anything that you want anything that's it that's absolutely it man like i'm like you i've had situations where i've had nothing dude lost everything no place to stay wondering where you're gonna eat i mean just and so it's just hey you just keep moving like you can't just stay there you can stay and feel sorry for yourself sure but people are only going to sympathize with you for so long then you're on your own so then what are you going to do so you got to keep pressing forward because you're the only one that's going to turn your life around nobody else but man we thank you so much for coming on we really do bro and appreciate you. Me. It was uh, great catching up. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all guys having me on. I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Man, that was a cool episode. Yeah, cool it was, episode. man. Old Rico. Yeah, Shoot. man. Back in the day, because nobody could jump off the gym like him. Nobody, man. That atmosphere, bro. Yeah. I still, I miss that so much. Yeah, so, <sighs> bro, but we wish him all the best of luck. Heck yeah. In those new journey. Absolutely. Oh, and impacting people will be in the fire. Well, what, what EMT and everything like that. EMT firefighter. Yeah. Wish you all the best, man. That's a good dude. And, you know, anybody come in contact with him, we'll know that. So yeah, he's a genuine dude for real. Yeah. So that's it for the show. Yeah, we love y'all. Appreciate you. Thanks for sharing. See you next time. to this episode of the Then Wade podcast. If you believe in what we're doing, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast and check out our Patreon page. Don't forget that you have worth and value. And if you are ever in need of encouragement, feel free to connect with us on our socials.